Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's time for You Better You Bet. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. And welcome back. You Better You Bet. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat. You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM. Filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. Hour number two of four. We're with you guys till 7 o'clock Eastern time. We're now over on Stadium as well so make sure you go to watchstadium.com you can watch us there and uh, we're still on twitch.tv slash betql still over on youtube if you search odyssey sports we're with you on sirius channel 160 and sirius xm 205 as well ryan and i will also be with you tomorrow nick and ken back on thursday and friday kevin sweeney is going to join us next segment around 421 Eastern time. We're going to talk some college hoops with Kevin, but Ryan, it's time to get into wild card weekend. What is your favorite weekend in the NFL? You know, I was going to say, this is one of my favorite weekends. I, mean, I love wild card it's weekend. It's just like, this is the most amount of games that we get. They're playoff games. I think divisional weekend is probably my favorite. I do love championship Sunday as well. Yeah. But wild card weekend is because we got some good, like that Lions Rams game. Oh, it's going to be so good. Don't sleep on Cleveland and Houston, too. Playoff Flacco against C.J. Stroud. I know we're getting ready to talk about that game. Yeah. And then personally, I cannot wait to see what the Miami Dolphins do in that weather in Kansas City. It's the coldest game in the history of the Miami Dolphins, and they got to go on the road and play Patrick Mahomes. So I can't, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, and they have, like, no pass rushers yeah. left Miami, and now they got to go against Mahomes. And you know he's going to use his legs now that we got to uh, – the playoffs now that it's playoff time. But what I love about this week is we just wrapped up, obviously, the Natty, the national championship in college football. So I got a little extra money to play with. And win totals just came in. Division futures just came in. Should have had a little bit more to play with, but Atlanta mm. and Arthur Smith let me down this season. But that was really my only letdown. I had the Cowboys in the East. That looked dead a couple weeks ago. Uh, so that worked out. Packers over seven and a half wins. Still can't believe that that came home the way that they started this season after losses to the Raiders and the Broncos where Jordan Love didn't look very good. Now all of a sudden he looks like a top five quarterback in this league and they get Dallas. I can't wait for that matchup. But yeah, this is one of my favorite weekends, man, because, you know, we still get uh, plenty of opportunities to bet some NFL. And then next week, less games. And uh, yeah, then pretty soon, man, it's golf. So sad. It's UFC. It's, March it's Madness, NBA. Though. Getting closer. Major League Baseball. Pretty soon I'll be betting some Blue Jays win totals, and that's never any fun for me. So. Really? No. Uh, well, Otani's not on the Angels anymore. So finally, you're not going to do the Angels. No, I'm staying away from the staying Angels. Away. Actually, you know what? I might buy in on the Angels. Remember when Albert Pujols left the Cardinals, and I was like, finally, yeah. it's the Cubs time. He's leaving the NL Central, and then the next year they just went to the World Series regardless. Baseball's weird like that. 
right? Yeah, it is. Jake's saying college baseball, boys. You know, Jake had yeah. me on East Carolina last year, the pirate ship. I was locked in. I was checking their box scores, so I'm excited who Jake has futures on this year so I can tell. Probably the Illini in the Big Ten, I would assume. Yeah, he, he must oh, have The that. College Baseball World <laughs> Series, one of the greatest times. I went five straight years when we lived in Iowa. We would just make the quick two-hour trip to Omaha, 90-minute yeah. trip to Omaha. Oh, man, it is great. The I've, bar's there. Mm, great times. I've, want, I've wanted to go to that. Yeah, I actually profit off of the College Baseball playoffs. Like, you kind of get a read of, like, these three-game series of – yeah. All right, that team won game one. This team's going to force a game three. Like, So I do enjoy that. We're uh, watching a replay of the Washington-Michigan National Championship, and Jalen Polk, a uh, Washington star receiver, did just declare for the NFL draft. So obviously now that the season's over for both of these teams, going to get some assignments uh, or some uh, announcements from both of those schools. Dude, these no wide surprise. receivers, this wide receiver class is ridiculous. Like, And that's what I'm saying. If you have the number one overall pick – because I have buddies that are Bears fans, and they're like Marvin Harrison. And I love Marvin Harrison. He's probably going to be the best wide receiver in this class. But I like Malik Neighbors. Yes, Adunze is uh, a beast. I like him. I like all these guys, yeah. man. And so, um, yeah, we'll see. Xavier Worthy. Yep, really good. God, he's so fast. All right. Yeah. Browns and Texans gets going Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time from Houston. Cleveland, two-and-a-half-point favorite right now on BetMGM, minus 120. The total is 44 and a half. You like the Browns just to win the game on the money line. They're minus 145. You like Houston to pull off the upset. They are a plus 120. Ryan, your thoughts on Browns, Texans. So I'm a big C.J. Stroud fan. As am I. Rookie of the year futures. Oh, looking pretty damn good. Yep. Um, I mean, we talked about this last year. I mean, I had a big bet on Ohio State against Georgia. They should have won that game. Stupid field goal kicker let us down. But uh, C.J. Stroud's been ridiculously good this year. Like, look at the numbers, man. The third highest yards per attempt, second lowest interception percentage, even though he's a rookie. That's the best for a rookie since 1980. And they could hit you with the explosive pass. They're top five right there. But 14 rookie quarterbacks have started a wild card game, I believe, since 2001, and they're 5-9 and nine straight up. Mm. And the Texans defense, like, that's really my issue. Um, great year, uh, obviously. And the defense has been really solid, but they really haven't been tested through the air. They've had the second easiest schedule of opposing pass offenses. And since Joe Flacco's taken over a quarterback for the Browns, they're number three in explosive pass rate. Um, he looks damn good. I'm shocked at how good he's looked this season. And Kevin Stefanski, who I know a lot of fans were down on, uh, he's been excellent this season. That's probably your coach of the year right there. So I like Cleveland in the game. I mean, Cleveland, I know that they're a much better home team. The home road splits are a much better home team at home. They look like a top five defense, especially early on in the season. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think that they're the right spot here. Pains me to bet against C.J. Stroud. I am a member of the Stroud boys, but uh, I like the Browns in this game. Yeah, I, I do too. And uh, I think a great stat since 2002, Ryan, quarterbacks that are making their first career playoff start going up against a quarterback who has already made a playoff start, those first-time quarterbacks are 17-35-1 against the spread since 2002, right? And Joe Flacco, look, I watched it for a decade, Ryan. I mean, he was pretty good in the regular season when he was with the Ravens come playoff time. Outside of Brady, like there's really not many more quarterbacks I would want than Flacco. So what he's shown us with his time from the Browns, if he can continue this in the playoffs, like I think Flacco is going to play great. I kind of like the over in the game as well at 44 and a half. These two teams, they met on uh, December 24th. So Christmas Eve, Browns won 36 to 22 with yeah. no Stroud in that game, right? Yeah. And we know the Browns this season, great defense, but the home and road splits points per game that they give up at home opposed to on the road they give up close to like 30 points per game on the road so 
I think, man, with Stroud back playing healthy, he's just so good. Like you said, I kind of like that over at 44.5. I think the Browns are going to be able to score some points. I just want to take Cleveland on the money line. I really don't want to mess around with the uh, with the 2.5 because I do think this is going to be a close game. I think this game, though, is going to be very similar to that Texans-Colts game yeah. last week where I'm going to bet Cleveland. I think Cleveland's going to get up early. I think Houston's going to make their run. They might tie it, but you're never going to really feel like Houston is going to win the game. Like You're always going to feel solid with Cleveland. So I like the Browns in this spot. Plus, I just think that I've already accepted that Flacco's playing the Ravens. Like It's just it's going to happen, and I, I do think the winner of this game is going to Baltimore next week. I think so. that happens too, man. Yeah. The crazy thing about him, though, like he could be 75 years old, and just get up off the couch and still throw one of the prettiest balls in the league. It's a beautiful like, spiral. You know, that's the yeah. thing. And, and a couple months ago, like he tried out for, uh, he wanted to be on the inside of the NFL show. He was yeah. just sitting at home waiting for this opportunity. And uh, I'm excited for this game. You brought up the over in the game. So the total is 44 and a half. And I completely agree with the money line price, even though a little juicy at minus 145. But the two and a half right now over at BetMGM is even juice minus 120. So I like the Browns, but I was also thinking about maybe a team total with Cleveland. You brought up the overall total in the game. They've gone over their team total in 75% of their games this season, number one in the NFL by an average of four points. I think they're going to put up some points, but uh, it's D'Amico Ryans. It's that defense. That's kind of scary. But yeah, I think Cleveland's going to be able to score in this game. I do like them in this game. Uh, even on the road here. You like the Texans like a teaser leg? Like you like teasing them plus the eight and a half? Do you think this is a one-score game? Um, you, I mean, you obviously figure a good amount of these playoff games are going to be close. Is this is this a teaser leg that you would think about? This is what I'm going to stay away from. Again, like I really like this Texans team, but the only thing that does scare me, now being at home helps a little bit here, but it's C.J. Stroud making his first playoff start against that defense. If they're able to get some pressure, you know, if we get a couple turnovers in this in this game, that would be the only yeah. thing that would scare me. I don't think it's it's a terrible idea. I just teasers this year have not been kind to me. Worst year in uh, teaser history for me. I mean, the market's obviously caught on yeah. now that everybody's gambling. But um, I don't hate it, but I'm not going to play that one myself. I've been, uh, yeah, I've been hit or miss with the teasers. We do have some props that have dropped on, uh, on BetMGM. So if you're looking at players to attack in this game like I already know I'm betting against on uh, David Njoku like Flacco just loves his tight ends Njoku's been unbelievable since Flacco's taken over and when he played the uh the Texans back on Christmas Eve he had six catches for 44 yards and a touchdown I mean look at these games that Njoku's had with Flacco six catches for 91 against the Jags 10 catches 104 and a touchdown against the Bears had two touchdowns against the Jags by the way in that game six for 44 and a touchdown as I mentioned against Houston and then six catches for 134 yards against the Jets yeah in real time I'm literally watching Njoku's receiving yards go up from 55 and a half to 56 and a half I was gonna bring that up so I mean I think these odds just dropped like pretty recently and obviously the market drops number and, and they're seeing how they have to adjust. But I think you just got to keep riding a Joku, right? Oh, I agree. That's his guy. I mean, I think that they're going to have to push the ball down the field. They're going to have to throw the ball in this game. I don't know how much they're going to get down, get going on the run against the Texans defense. Like, look at the rushing props right now. And you see Jerome Ford, only 44 and a half yards, minus 120 to the under. And then Kareem Hunt, he's more of like the goal line, like uh, tough uh, fights for the tough yards type back right now. And his, yeah. his props only 22 and a half yards. And then you look at Flacco, like 270 and a half passing yards, minus 115 to the over. So I'm with you on Najoku at 56 and a half receiving yards. And he could hit you with the explosive stuff too, which is why his longest reception is a 19 and a half, minus 120 to the over. Kind of like that look as well. I do like that longest reception look. What about Flacco passing attempts, 36 and a half? So 
You look at the five games he's played with the Browns this year, 44 against the Rams, 45 against the Jags, 44 against the Bears, 42 against the Texans, had only 29 against the Jets, but they kind of had that game easy, so he didn't really have to throw that much towards the end. I mean, Stefanski has shown that he trusts Flacco, and he is not afraid to air it out. He had a great game when these two teams played on uh, December 24th, 27 for 42, 368 yards. I'm looking at his pass attempts. I kind of like Stroud's over pass attempts too. Like, I think the Browns get up early in this game, and D'Amico's going to lean on his best player. Like, he's going to he's gonna throw the ball with Stroud. So, I kind of like both guys to go over their passing attempts. Yeah, Stroud at 33.5, minus 120 to the over, I think is a good look. I completely agree. I don't know how, like, Devin Singletary's rushing props, 64.5 yards. Do you expect him to get going on the ground in this game? Uh, not against that defense. And, I mean, like, with the Texans, I mean, they're at their best when they're pushing the ball down the field. Stroud yeah. can make every single throw. You don't really have to worry about him turning the football over in this game. So I do like the passing attempts. I like the Njoku look. Other than that, I'd probably stay away from everything as of right now. Like Amari Cooper receiving yards, 74 and a half sounds about right. Elijah Moore at 30 and a half might be interesting. Mm-hmm. But right now, just Njoku as far as the stuff that we got up. And uh, yeah, I like the Browns in this game. Do the Browns scare you as a Baltimore guy? Like I have a lot of Baltimore futures. Are they, are they the team that scares you? They scare me the most. Yeah. They do. They do because they're a divisional opponent. There's so much familiarity with the Ravens and because it's Flacco. Right. It's Flacco, right? And that, like, adds something to it. And it's just the fact that Cleveland's going to go into that game with no fear. I I want the Ravens playing against teams that there's a perception that, like, could beat them, right? Like, I'm not worried. Like, they certainly could lose to anybody, especially the Chiefs or the Bills. But it's like when they play in those kind of games, like against the Niners, like against the Dolphins, teams where the spreads are close and, like, people think they can lose, that's when they play their best. It's games against, like, Cleveland where they're going to be favored by a touchdown and the Browns are going to play with no fear and... Yeah, I worry about it. You know what I like about Cleveland the most this season? Like last year, Minnesota, we all knew Minnesota were frauds. And then everybody bet the Giants against Minnesota. We knew the pass defense was bad. And we also looked at strength of schedule. We looked at the NFC North and it was really down. Like Detroit was up and coming last year. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers weren't good until the second half of the season. Yep. And the Bears were a mess last year. So the Vikings won 13 games. But when you looked at their strength of schedule and you looked at point differential, we were like, oh, no, this isn't a good team. They're going to get cooked by Daniel Jones. But you look at the Browns this season, they've actually played the toughest strength of schedule out of any playoff team. Number three, if you're into like the DVOA stuff. So like they've been battle tested this season. They've won some big games. And with the Texans, I think they're that like up and coming young team. Yeah. Haven't been there before. So yeah, I like Cleveland. No, I agree with you. I like Cleveland as well. All right, your thoughts on this next game between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. So the Chiefs are up to four point favorites right now. Ryan, this game opened up at like mm. one and a half in some spots. Yeah. Chiefs on BetMGM are minus four. The total is 44. Kansas City minus 210 on the money line. Miami plus 170. And all week leading up to this game, you're going to hear about the fact that Miami's playing in a cold weather game. Well, the Dolphins don't do well in cold weather games. Since January of 2017, in games where the temperature is below 40 degrees, the Dolphins are 0-11, straight up. In games where the temperature is below 49 degrees, the Dolphins are 1-17 overall. Ryan, this game's going to be like 8 degrees at kickoff. Yeah, and how do you feel about Tua right now? Like, did you have any faith in Tua on Sunday night? None. When he took the ball against the Bills that he was going to win that game? None. Me either. Yeah. Me either. And also, like, do you have any faith in Miami right now? I always compare them to, like, a really good Pac-12 team. They're flashy. They fun. I, they're fun. I love Tyreek. I love Waddle. I love the run game, man. Yeah. And I like Mike McDaniel. And they could put up 40, 50 points. 
But the problem is right now, defensively, they're all beat up. I like the way that they were trending a couple weeks ago. I thought they were going to have the top defense in the league. I love Vic Fangio. But they don't have any healthy pass rushers. And they're 1-5 and five straight up against playoff teams. Anytime they have to step up in class, play a physical team, they get punked, they get bullied. And that's, that's why I don't think I could do it with Miami. No, I agree with you. We'll talk about that game a little bit later coming up in the show. We're going to have Kevin Sweeney, though, join us on the other side of the break. Kevin uh, covers college basketball for Sports Illustrated, so we're going to talk about that with him. See, college football's over, Ryan, but I love, you know, when the when the calendar turns to the new year oh, and yeah. conference play starts and it's when the games start getting good. We got a great slate tonight that we'll talk to Kevin about. We'll talk about some futures as well here on You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser and Ryan Horvath filling in for Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.